When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I'm Brian Cat NFL on Twitter, and Paul is fanatic underscore pick. The Miami Dolphins score off against the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend in a game with even bigger draft implications than when the Dolphins played the Giants last week. The Dolphins sitting here at three and eleven. The the Bengals at one and thirteen. And we're joined by Rebecca Toback, our Bengals correspondent. Rebecca is with the post game. You can uh, follow them on Twitter, just all spelled out the post game, and you can follow her at Rebecca underscore Toback. That's T O B A C K on Twitter. Rebecca, thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me. So, Rebecca, you know, looking at this game here, it's not the normal stuff. I mean, uh, the Bengals for so long were in that rut of between six to ten wins, and the Dolphins were kind of in that same spot too. But now here we are. If the Bengals do lose this game, they sew up the number one pick in the draft. So I'll ask the same thing to you that I asked our Giants guest last week. Do you even want to win this game as somebody who watches the Bengals? No, as a Bengals fan and as someone who watches the team, I do not want the Bengals to win this game. Uh, Last week, I don't know if you paid attention to the Bengals-Patriots game, but there was a while in the beginning of the game where the Bengals were actually winning, and I was just, you know, rooting for the Patriots, which is a very odd feeling, and I'm sure not something you necessarily want to hear as Dolphins fans, but no, I'm not looking for the Bengals to win. I would really love a loss to shore up the number one pick, and, um, then, you know, it would, be, it would be more up my alley if we could lose to the Dolphins and then beat the Browns in the final week of the season because then we'd have the number one pick. We'd be able to have the bragging rights of beating the Browns, and that would be enough for me just to have that, that win over the Browns to end the year. So a win would be a loss this week for the Bengals. I feel the exact same way about the Dolphins here. Uh, so we're, we're kind of in that same position here. So looking at the number one pick, I know we're, we're – Six months away from the draft, but you saw the uh, the visual of Joe Burrow holding the Bengals helmet with when Boomer Esiason gave it to him there. And I also know too that that uh, Joe Burrow is is from Athens, there in Ohio, which I believe is a couple hours away from Cincinnati. What is your thought there on that number one pick? Is Joe Burrow right now, you know, five six months before the draft, the guy that you want to see in a Bengals uniform come next year? 
He is, yeah. I am on the Joe Burrow uh, bandwagon. I am all for him being the Bengals' uh, first pick right now. I don't really even understand any thoughts to the contrary. I think there's a lot of Bengals fans who are also Ohio State fans, so they maybe have some differing opinions. But for me, I am very much hoping to see Joe Burrow become the next Bengals quarterback. And Andy Dalton has really done himself no favors since he regained his job as the starter. I think he threw four interceptions last week against the Patriots, which I guess a lot of teams throw four interceptions against the Patriots, but it was just not an encouraging performance at all for him to be trying to fight for either his job with the Bengals or his job elsewhere next year. Um, so I think it's clear that the Bengals need a new quarterback, and I am very hopeful that Joe Burrow is going to be that quarterback. And staying on Joe Burrow there, if they do secure the number one pick, as you know, the Dolphins are going to have a lot of draft picks and probably pick in second or third. Do you imagine any scenario where the Bengals would want to trade down and move off that number one pick? Well, we're talking about the Bengals. So I, I, I would really hope not because I think that it's very clear that what they should do with that number one pick is draft a quarterback, whoever they think the best quarterback is. I feel today that that is Joe Burrow, but with the Bengals, you could never rule out them doing something really stupid and, you know, (laughs) trading away the number one pick would be something really stupid. Um, So I'm hopeful that they don't do that, but it's definitely a possibility when you're talking about a team that has done crazy things like the Bengals have done. Now, let's look at the Bengals' current roster. I mean, the good thing is they, they do have some talent on hand there. I mean, Joe Mixon is close to 1,200 total yards on the year. Tyler Boyd is about 140 yards away with two games to go from putting the back, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. They'll get Jonah Williams back, who, who missed the whole year with, with an injury. Uh, offensively, what should we look for in this game from from the Bengals with Andy Dalton at quarterback? Well, the last few weeks, the Bengals have been extremely run dominant, and that really wasn't the case to start the season. Joe, uh, Joe Mixon started pretty rough um, at the beginning of the year. He wasn't having a lot of success. The last few games, that has really changed back-to-back games with, I think, 150 total yards. Um, so I would imagine that it is going to be the Joe Mixon show And then, you know, you'll get some Andy Dalton interceptions thrown into there, too. Um, Last week, uh, Tyler Boyd actually really did not have a great game at all. Again, kind of to be expected with a wide receiver going up against the Patriots. But he kind of um, didn't have great things to say after the game. There was a little bit of... um, a little bit of awkwardness, I would say, about what he said about Zach Taylor and then what Zach Taylor said about him. Zach Taylor then apologized for saying that he essentially said the wide receivers had an awful game um, and then apologized for it on Monday. So the the passing game has not been great. Um, it's really been all Joe Mixon in the last few games, and I would definitely imagine that will continue, especially considering how the Dolphins defense has played. So I would look for a lot of Mixon, and hopefully Boyd will get some some play as well. It's kind of weird because I say I want the Bengals to lose, but I also want these guys to at least look good, serviceable, have some hope for next season. So it's like I'm, I'm rooting for them to make good plays, but then at the end of the day still not do enough to win. Yes, lose tastefully is, is what we continue to say here <laughs> on our show. And oh, I, I like that. <laughs> I, I think you're in that same situation there. And, yeah, Joe, Joe Mixon – a fantastic player, and, and he has had a lot more success, like you said here, over recent weeks. Uh, but you also mentioned Zach Taylor, and Zach Taylor was the quarterback coach 
for the Dolphins for quite a while. I, I think a lot of Dolphins fans were p- pretty pretty surprised when here in 2019 they they saw Zach Taylor was becoming an NFL head coach. I mean, obviously they're, they're one in 13, so I don't have to ask you how he's doing in his first year. But I, I guess the more pointed question is, you know, do you think the Browns are going to have as much patience, well, not as much patience, but the same type of patience that they displayed with Marvin Lewis, who a lot of people think stayed around for a couple of years too long. I I don't. I think that the Brown family, I don't expect Zach Taylor to be fired after this year. I think, you know, he has to have more time than a season to see what he can do. And I think that getting his own quarterback is a big part of that for any head coach, getting the guy at quarterback who you want has to be part of the game plan and seeing what you can do. Um, but I, I don't imagine that they'll have as much patience as they did with Marvin Lewis, who 15 years as the Bengals head coach, definitely stuck around for longer than he should have. But also you kind of compare the Bengals' success from last year, which was not really success, but they had six wins. Um, and then it's almost essentially the same exact roster this year as it was last year, and they have one win. So I think that Marvin Lewis maybe needs to, like, you know, at least get a tip of the hat for what he was able to do with this ownership and with this roster. And then obviously Zach Taylor is in a, in a new situation for him, has is taking on the play calling in addition to being a head coach. I don't personally think that that's a good idea. I don't think that that should continue next season. I really hope that he hands over – the play calling duties to an offensive coordinator next year, whether that's our current offensive coordinator or someone else. But um, yeah, I, I don't expect him to get 15 seasons worth of tries, um, but I do expect him to be back in the fold next year. Rebecca Toback joining us, our Bengals correspondent here on the Fin side. You can follow her at Rebecca underscore Toback and at the post game as well. Rebecca, looks at, let's look on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, a lot of familiar faces from year to year. Geno Atkins makes his eighth Pro Bowl. Carlos Dunlop has had, by all accounts, it looks like a pretty good year uh, again. And you've got several cornerbacks that were drafted in the first round that, that have stuck around for quite a while. So along that defensive line, Geno Atkins and, and Dunlap, on the wrong side of 30, they've also got some youngsters and Andrew Billings and Sam Hubbard. How does the defensive line shape out, shape up right now? They have been, I would say, a work in progress, but also better over the last few weeks. I don't think that Geno Atkins has had the season that we are used to seeing from him. He did make the Pro Bowl again, and it's not to say he's not playing great, but I don't think that he's playing at the level that we've seen him play at year after year. Um, Carlos Dunlap has, I, I think, been doing really well the last few weeks. He's at six and a half sacks now, um, and he gives it his, his all. You could just tell he loves the game so much, and he is where you know, some players on a one-win team aren't really giving it their all. He gives it his all no matter what. Um, also, shout out for those in Miami. Carlos Dunlap opened a restaurant out there, and it looks really awesome. Um, I'm blanking on what it's called, but I recommend Googling it because if I was in Miami, I'd really want to eat there. It looks really good. Well, um, if we can find the name and- of, that, of that by the end of the show, we'll be, we'll be sure to, to, to say it here before we wrap up. Uh, yeah, because he did yeah. go to college at the University of Florida. And gosh, I think yes. it's been 10 years since the Bengals drafted him. Yeah, it has been 10 years. He's in his 10th season now. So it's been a while, but he's still, he's still doing a great job year after year. Um, and it's it's great to see that. I think he's he's a fan favorite in Cincinnati for sure. 
Um, and then you mentioned some of the young guys, Sam Hubbard. I, he's been really great. Also has six sacks on the year. Um, he, he's been a little banged up the last few weeks, but I'm, but he should play this week. Um, he played last week as well. Um, and so, yeah, the, the defensive line is one of the stronger parts of the defense. Um, and the defense has been getting better, but it's it's not obviously nothing has been too great in Cincinnati this year. <laughs> and uh, a defensive back there, I mean, uh, the Bengals spent uh, several first rounders on on these cornerbacks. I know Dre Kirkpatrick's out for the year, but William Jackson was a player back in 2016 when the Dolphins drafted Laramie Tunzel that uh, was really a consideration at one point. And then Jackson falls to the Bengals there with the 24th pick that year. How has his career been so far? It has been, I would say, it. well, it started out, he was injured his whole rookie year. Um, then his second season was amazing. He was essentially the best player on the defense that his second year in Cincinnati. And it's been a little bit of up and down since, but still, he's probably the best corner on the team right now, um, which isn't necessarily saying that much. But he's been strong, and I think his future in Cincinnati is still very strong. Um, and then Darquez Denard is another one of those first round cornerbacks uh, who's still on the team. And he started the year on the pup list. He's been injured a lot, um, missed, I believe, all of last year, um, if not most of last yep. year. Same with the year prior to that. So it, it's definitely been um, it's been trying for him to stay on the field. But he's been pretty good the last few weeks as well as, as the defense as a whole has kind of risen to the occasion a bit towards the end of the season. And that's probably a name for our Dolphins listeners here to, to keep an eye on at the end of the year. Uh, he's not going to be a, a cornerback priced at, in the Byron Jones or James Bradbury range, but Darko's Denard, if he can sign him for, I don't know, four, five, six million a year, and he stays healthy with a new team, then unless the Bengals resign him themselves, maybe there could be some value there for another team. Yeah, I think there could be. And, and I don't really expect the Bengals to re-sign him. I think that a lot of the roster is going to be cleared out um, over this offseason and he's going to be a free agent, so it'll be easy to move on from him. Um, I think that, yeah, he has a lot of potential and I think a change in scenery could be good for him. Just like so many injuries haven't been great, maybe need a new like clear mindset. And he's a great guy off the field as well. There's so much in the community. So big fan of him personally, but um, I, I do kind of see it as the end of the road for him. And I think that could also be true of um, of Drake Kirkpatrick, who you mentioned. He's not playing. Uh, he's been injured for almost all of this season as well. And he's not a free agent, but he could be uh, cut pretty easily over this offseason. So it's possible that he has played his last snap in Cincinnati. Interesting. We'll keep an eye out for that as well. And at safety, too, I mean, uh, when the Dolphins were uh, – Picking when they picked Mike Gesicki in the second round here in 2018, uh, Jesse Bates was somebody that that was drawing a lot of interest too. I, I understand he leads the Bengals with three interceptions. Was really that ball hawk type at Wake Forest too. Uh, is wh- what do you have to say about about him and what he's been able to contribute so far? He is probably one of the strongest players um, on the defense right now. I think that he he has a lot of potential to just keep getting better and better and definitely like that ball hawk kind of guy that essentially no one on the Bengals is really thriving with interceptions. Um, I don't think we've scored a defensive touchdown yet this year, but he is someone who I think really has that potential to kind of take off with better coaching. Um, and, I, you know, he, he's only in his second year, so – still a lot more time left in Cincinnati hopefully for him and 
um, yeah, I, I would keep an eye on him this week for sure. And as far as uh, going back to the restaurant here, Honey Uninhibited is the name yes. of that. I believe it's in Brickles. If, yeah. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't actually live in Miami, but uh, that's. I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with that. Yes, I believe it is in Brickle, yeah. It looks really good. It's like all-day brunch. Yeah, it's uh, The first three uh, words in this article are breakfast, brunch, and booze. So I, I think that's a good combination there. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Rebecca, let's take a look here at, at this game. Obviously, I don't think either one of us want our teams to win for draft position here. If the Bengals do pull out this win in Miami here, uh, what do you think they would have to do? Um, I think it would pretty much be the, the Joe Mixon show. I think it would be because the Dolphins are on defense, just isn't doing much at all, and Joe Mixon takes over. So, um, you know, give the ball to Andy Dalton less, hand it off a lot more, and uh, just, yeah, keep keep the defense off the field. So as much Mixon as possible. And finally, what is your prediction for this game? Uh, I think that it's going to be um, – closer than Bengals fans want and it just it all sounds so weird the way that uh saying that because usually you want to win and I think almost all Bengals fans want a loss so um I'm gonna go maybe like 24-21 Dolphins win well there you have it Rebecca Toback joining us here and uh, Rebecca I know you've uh undertaken uh, a role there uh, with the post game uh could you tell us a little bit more about that yeah, so I've kind of shifted away from more of my editorial background and I'm doing a lot of marketing related stuff now. So it's social media and marketing for a bunch of different sports teams and leagues and properties. The Jets are actually one of our clients, so the enemy. Oh, no. Um yeah. <laughs> but um it's it's a lot of fun and uh yeah, and not not so it's not it's it was a good timing to do it because I don't have to cover a terrible team anymore. So <laughs> I get to do more fun stuff now. <laughs> well, that is awesome to hear. And we wish you the best of luck as you continue in your career. We appreciate having you on the show and um, be sure to follow her, Rebecca underscore Toback, and also at the post game on, on Twitter. And that's going to do it for our breakdown of the Dolphins Bengals game here with Rebecca. You can follow Paul and I on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Check out our merch store on thefinside.threadless.com. I'm Brian Cat NFL. Paul is fanatic underscore pick on Twitter. And if it's not in the right side and it's not in the left side, it is on the fin side. So, O.D., take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. side. It ain't the left side, left side or the right, right side. side. And it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. 
Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save 